are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, Melissa. A warm welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Yannicka. I'm thrilled to be here, and Erlam is here with me as always. Um, and I enjoyed it so much last time. It was wonderful. Wonderful. I did too. And my audience did too. So Good. by popular demand, I wanted to have you back. And I also said to you afterwards, like, we got to do another interview yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was packed with knowledge I and know. wisdom yeah. and channeling from Aralamb. And yeah. for everybody watching, for those of you who want to know more about who Aralamb is, that Melissa is channeling and more about Melissa's story, go back to that previous interview that's somewhere, that's somewhere yeah, here yeah, somewhere. Yeah and yes. learn all about it. And what I also did, Melissa, was that I reached out to my audience and I asked them, what do you want to know about? Because I feel like I'm interviewing all these amazing channelers like yourself. Yes. And I have a lot of questions, but what do you yeah. guys want to know about, right? Yeah. So and I have you know, a lot of and, and, and the other issue around that is that right now on the planet, there is so much information that every soul is really meant to get because there's such a growth happening right now. And this is me speaking, although Erlam is raising his hand. He wants to say hello to you, Yannicka. So this is Erlam. He says, Yannicka, it's wonderful to speak with you again. Wonderful to be here. Your listeners and viewers are amazing, as are all the growing souls right now. So I'm thrilled to be here. So now this is me speaking again, just saying that all, you know, your program and the ones like this, it is, there is so much information. And it's so much information that, 
oftentimes when Aralam starts talking about things, he's just dovetailing from one uh, issue to the next and how they go together and how it's a puzzle and all of that. So for your viewers to want to have their own questions is really, really good. It's really, really good. Yeah, so we'll see where this conversation uh -huh. will go organically. So the first question I often get is about why good things, no, sorry, why bad things happen to good people and also about the reincarnation cycle. So I would love to get more light about how is this really working uh, and are we, someone asked, are we forced to reincarnate on earth? And many near-death experiencers, this person said, they seem like they're forced to go back. Uh, my impression is that they have free will. But this is a topic by itself. So take us through the, uh, the reincarnation process and why good things, no good people have bad experiences. Right, right, right. So this is Aralem. He's raising his hand. And you'll, you'll hear me say he's raising his hand. I always have him raise his hand because then you know who's speaking. Right. If, if I'm talking, but if he's going to, so he'll answer this question. So he's raising his hand. So this is Aralam. So Yannicka, the issue around forced reincarnation and many, many people in our sessions and people always want to know this, there is no such thing as forced reincarnation. That has never been an issue. It has never been a policy um, on the other side. It isn't how it works. So the reason that souls reincarnate is always because they want to have experiences incarnate in organic bodies and that's that's the simple simple answer for the why of that now the idea is that souls choose lifetimes to come into it doesn't always have to be on the earth planet there are hundreds of thousands of other habitable planets in the milky way galaxy and most of the souls that have incarnated to earth right now in their core groups together most of them have all had lifetimes on other planets. They've reincarnated to other planets because what they do is when they are all together on the other side in the lobby, as Melissa calls it, those that group of souls, like say your soul group has 12 core souls and you've been traveling through lifetimes together, you all get together and you talk and you determine which and what challenges and lessons do we still want to experience do we still want to have together? Now, these experiences can be very positive experiences. They can be very difficult, challenging experiences, but the souls are always choosing what they're coming in to experience. And so this speaks to the next part of this question, which is why do such horrible, challenging things often happen to really good people, good souls? And as much as it sometimes people don't want to understand this, the, the reality is when you make those contracts before you come into a lifetime, you will have chosen many of your most challenging and traumatic experiences. And the idea, particularly now on planet Earth, is that souls are growing up levels of energy. So the wisdom of souls is getting higher and higher. And so what's happening is some of the most old, long-lived powerful soul groups are coming onto the planet now and they're wrestling with the most difficult challenging lifetimes the most difficult interrelational problems because they want to once and for all get those lessons and then begin to move forward in the life cycle however 
That being said, if if you, Yannicka, travel or any of your listeners travel back over after this lifetime and you get to the lobby, as Melissa calls it, the other side, that universal coming and going place, you could literally say, I do not want to incarnate again. Now, you can stay behind when your core group incarnates. But often what happens is after a long rest period, you and your core group will determine that, yes, we are going to come back into a lifetime. And also, every lifetime is not challenging and tragic. Every lifetime is not filled with difficulty. Many, many souls and soul groups will come into what uh, I refer to as vacation lifetimes. And in the book, I I write about this with Melissa, and that is that these lifetimes, you'll come into a lifetime in a vacation lifetime where It's very bucolic. It's a very beautiful lifetime. A lot of positive things happen. Good family dynamics happen. Great relationships happen. Okay. The issue for people right now, for souls on planet Earth, is that there are very truly few, few vacation lifetimes happening right now on planet Earth. And the reason is, is because Earth right now is this elegant, beautiful, dirty, difficult Um, very polarized earth plane. And so most of the very, very powerful, high level, uh, long life souls, they know that to come in right now on planet earth, they can finally do some of these difficult lessons. And so this is that life cycle, but never ever is a soul uh, forced by the creator God or anyone to return to the reincarnation cycle. Now, myself, I have not been reincarnated into an organic body since about 1180 Earth time. And I had that lifetime with Melissa. And that was my last lifetime on the Earth plane or any other planet. Since that time, she has continued to reincarnate, but I have stayed behind. And this time, because she has this communication specialty with her soul, she came in and I agreed, I contracted to be her guide to do this work. Now, free will, as Yannicka, you said, free will always reigns. So that means even though Melissa put in her timeline to do this work at this time on the earth planet, if she decided to do none of this work and simply become an accountant and be an accountant for the rest of her life, That is not punitive. She does not cross back over and find that she failed in some way. What she would find is that when she gets to her lifetime review, she would have full knowledge of what she wanted to do in this lifetime. And so it's as if she would be disappointing her own timeline, disappointing herself in a way. Okay. And so then secondarily, she would never be forced into another reincarnate life ever. That is always the choice of the soul, always. So to circle back, the reason often that really horrific things happen to really good souls on the planet or any planet is literally because they have given themselves that challenge in the lifetime in order to try to overcome those traumas overcome those traumas. And this is what I try to teach people in sessions and and get across to people is that no matter what you're going through, no matter what has happened to you in your lifetime, the choice for you is always your own reaction. You can make choices from your soul, just from your soul. Very interesting. Uh, 
I want to mention a topic that can be a bit controversial. Um, and I know you've spoken about it, and I hope YouTube won't ban me for uh, talking about this, but yeah. I think it's important. Yes. Uh, suicide. Like, okay. uh, I've experienced a uh, deep depression. Many people have. And I've heard many people speak about, you know, I had the thought that I don't want to live anymore. Could you speak a little bit to this? Okay. And, and I understand absolutely that this is a very difficult, um, difficult subject. And Melissa, actually, when we were writing the book, Melissa specifically said to me, I don't know if this is information that I want to put in this book, because I'm the one who's going to be channeling your information about this. So she was had trepidation about this. However, for souls on planet Earth right now, Yannicka, it is so fundamentally important that they understand, even from a deep, deep depression, even from the deep depression that is chemically induced in your organic brain, if you can just understand that this is not the end all situation, that day that you're sitting in, that depression that you're sitting in, it is not the end. It is not the only thing that exists in who you are. Your soul has been through hundreds of lifetimes of trauma and depression and different issues around this. And so the reason that suicide is something that, that I write about, and I cannot change what it is that the teaching on this is because it is one of the highest rules of the creator God on the other side here. And that is that you come into lifetimes contracted with those around you that basically those contracts say that you will you're contracting that you'll be in your life and you'll deal with your issues and you'll deal with their issues and you'll deal with the losses and you'll try your very best to keep in the game, to just stay in the game, right? So it doesn't mean that you perfectly need to somehow snap your fingers. And oftentimes in sessions with Melissa and I, people will say, you're, you know, you're, you're telling me that I just need to immediately change. And that is not what I'm implying. Difficulty, depression, losses, things that you feel, situations that you feel that you cannot live through even one more day. You absolutely can. And if you can, in that lowest moment, let your soul speak to you because you will have made agreements with the others in your life. Even if you are fully alone in a lifetime, meaning I'll give you an analogy. Say that you were a part of a big family. And when you are 10 years old, your whole family, except for you, gets killed in a car accident. And you went through the adoption process and one home to the next. And you are literally alone. You have no extended family. You are alone. And you would say, well, if I end my life here, it is not going to in, it's not going to impact any other soul on the planet. That is inherently untrue. Because even the people who do not know you will become impacted by you ending your life early. People, souls know this inherently. If you read online about someone who has ended their life early, even if you don't know them, souls will absolutely have very deep seated feelings about that. 
because they know inherently this is not the way to get out of your lifetime. This is not. And so what happens with this, and again, I would like to state, this is no, this is not punitive. It is not the creator God um, treating you badly or, or treating you as a bad child if you do this. But when someone does this and they leave their lifetime early, when they get to the other side, their guide meets them and they literally are sort of placed in a holding pattern because everything they were meant to do moving forward in their lifetime had to do with their impressions, their meetings, their relationships with others. They've now taken themselves out of that. So all of those contracts with people known and unknown out into the future, they're gone. So those people are all now, as Melissa would say, are left hanging. Their life is now altered indescribably by the fact that you left the, you left the, as we say in the book, and not to be nonchalant about this or cliche, but you cannot leave the field of play early at, at your own hand. It just isn't to be done. Now, people will ask me, what about someone who's at their end of their life? They've had cancer. They're in horrible pain. They're on morphine and four or five days, the last four or five days of their life, their family is giving them the extra morphine, just praying that they finally just go to sleep and they're out of pain. That is a completely different situation because that person, that soul will have put in their timeline that this is how they were going to die. And so in those last few days, they're not obstructing anyone else's free will or lifetime arc. So I hope that makes sense. Now, what also happens is that once you have left, the, you have ended your own life early, now you are on the other side and you have to watch and you're sort of stuck there, not stuck in purgatory, not stuck in hell. You are not being tortured. This isn't punitive in those ways, but your soul has now passed over and has complete knowledge. You get the truth of everything, universal truth, universal understanding. So suddenly you understand by looking at those you left behind, how you impacted their lives. And it will not be for the better because now they are having a much harder time staying on their timeline arc, doing the things they wanted to do. So here's, here's an example. Here's a perfect example. Say that you're that person whose family, you lost all your family at 10, you were adopted, and, and now you're 38 years old and you think, I have no one in my life, I've had depression for 10 years, I am done with this, done with this, done with this. Well, maybe you're a doctor. Maybe you went to, to medical school. Maybe you're a doctor. Uh, maybe you're a writer. Maybe you are someone who uh, enjoys building things, right? What you don't know is that five years into your future, you have it in your contracts that you're meant to meet someone who's going to inspire you in a way where you come up with some new medicine, some new way to make energy clean, some, some new book that you would write through your losses that are going to help 150,000 other humans. When you leave early, you don't do any of those things. You don't help any of those other souls and you've broken all of those contracts. So this is, this is the reason why. And so when you're on the other side, you've, you, you've left your life early, you've ended your own life early. Now you're waiting for the rest of your group 
to come back over because really what you need to do now is have a meeting with them when their lifetime is through to talk about how your decision disrupted things for them. And it also will mean that any person, any other soul who takes what you did as an example and does the same themselves, you now have to wait for them as well. So this, again, not punitive because you're, you're in a perfectly happy, healthy place on the other side, but you have full knowledge, Yannicka. So you understand what you've done and you can't make it right now. Wow. Thank, thank you for sharing. I, I think it's helpful because I, I've just come across a lot of people who are, are saying to me that they've had those thoughts or are having yes. those thoughts. And I remember myself having those thoughts in my 20s. And then I thought, what if one day my life just looks completely different? And, and Yannicka, like, this is Erlam. Yannicka, that is the exact... That is the exact point of this because mm. you were in your twenties feeling desperate and alone. Where mm. am I going? It's never going to get better. That's what it, it always gets better in one way or another. Life is not meant to stay exactly as it is on those dark days. It's meant to begin to have you think to yourself, okay, I am not trapped inside this house. I am not trapped with this. I can start to make one small decision different every day. And this is how you move into your future. And look at what you're doing now. You and Melissa and I are having this conversation and reaching how many millions possibly in the future of people with this very message. If you had gotten out of your own lifetime at the hand, at your own hand, this would not be happening. And all these people who contracted with you to find this information, if you could get to this point, would not get this information. Yeah. This is how it works. This is why it's so powerful to stay in it. The other thing I would say in closing on this question is never keep these thoughts to yourself. Never keep these thoughts to yourself because the moment you speak them to another soul, anyone, the moment you speak them to another soul, they lose about 50% of their energy. Every time you do it on an ethereal on an etheric level, every time you speak out loud to, to another soul, I am feeling so depressed and, and alone that I believe I'm going to have to, to get out of the game. Every time that you say that out loud to another human being, the, um, the energy of that goes down by 50%. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you all lobby colors here. <laughs> yeah, something is happening. You know what's funny? That happens to me a lot on podcasts, that exact thing. Really? Yeah. Is, oh, there we are. Oh, Isn't that, that funny? But I, I didn't understand. Every time like someone says that to me, if someone says that to me, my energy, my 50% of my energy is drained. No, 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 no. no. If you're, oh, sorry. So Erin raises his hand. So if you're feeling depressed and you're keeping it all to yourself, you're having thoughts of, of ending your own life, you, by keeping it inside and not telling someone else you're 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 ex you're exacerbating that energy so if your dear friend just as an example say that your dear friend said to you yannicka listen i know this is heavy but i've been depressed or i've broken up with my person or whatever it is and i've had some thoughts in my mind about taking my own life when they share it with you the energy in them the energy of that of that terribleness in them, the energy of that dark feeling in them, it reduces. 
ah. and reduces. Right. It doesn't do anything negative to you. It just keeps reducing the energy. Okay. It keeps reducing the energy of them wanting to do it. The more they keep it inside themselves, the more it builds and builds and builds and they feel more and more alone. So this is why I'm saying, if you're having any thought like that, even if you tell it to a stranger at a bus stop, it relieves it in you. And the more you tell it, the more ludicrous it begins to sound to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe when we share everything that's shameful, the shame, actually yes. a lot of the shame moves away. And I, I want to move over to what you said, core groups, because you've core been mentioning this a lot. And yes. I've also had questions about how, how does these soul connections work, karmic relationships? So core group, if you could share what it is, and I also get curious about a lot, like how many souls are in this core yes. group? And is this like a, a group that is incarnating together again and again and again and again and again? Yes. So uh, again, Erilyn. So Yannicka, the core group is uh, the group, and I'm going to just describe what that is for you first. So any any core group of souls, these are the group of souls that you will have been traveling lifetimes with, and and now on Earth there are no baby soul groups. There are no young soul groups. There are no young young souls on Earth. There just are not because of where Earth is at right now. So all of the core groups that are on Earth and traversing this timeline are really long lived groups, meaning. Every core group that is on earth now, which includes you and Melissa and everyone that you know, everybody on the planet, these are core groups that have been traveling around a minimum of three or 400 lifetimes together. Not years in earth time, but lifetimes, over three or 400. There are no young groups on the planet. So your core group, usually in the very inception, and we talk about this a little bit in the book, uh, in the very inception, in the beginning, when the universe was being created, there were a numbered amount of souls. So, it, so new souls are not being made at this point, have not been in this universe for eons and eons. Okay. So what happens is in the very beginning, all of these young baby souls, they will come together in groups that are attracted to one another, meaning not unlike being in first grade uh, in an earth school. In first grade, all the young souls, they come in and then you start migrating to those that are like you, to those that feel good to you, your friend groups. That's sort of how that works. But at this point in time, yes, the core groups will have been traveling together, the same souls over and over and over. Now, and in sessions, we meet with a lot of people and we talk about their core groups and then the numbers that are in the core groups can be varied and differing. The average number in a core group at this time on earth is about 15 souls. The smallest groups are eight or nine souls and the largest groups are upwards of 20. And this has a lot to do with what those core group specialties are. And that's a whole nother sort of larger conversation. But what it means is if you would look at it, it's like, uh, you know, groups of architects will all be together and that's their specialty architecture right? So core groups also have spiritual gifts and specialties. And the core group specialties can be varied. And at and, and this time, there's a lot of core groups that have the specialty of sort of bridging science and spirituality, where this is what their specialty has been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes. And so your core group are those souls that you have been through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime with. 
Can I just jump in here? Because yes. is this the same as karmic relationships with this person, this lover? Yes, yes, yes. So your karmic relationships are are, are almost always going to be within your core group. Now, here's the other issue with this, Yannicka. You can have others that are not in your core group, but need to have the karmic lessons that you do come in from another group and contract for one lifetime with you to sort of have a specific um, lesson with you. It could be if you've had more than one relationship in your life and say that early relationship was really difficult and really fraught with anger or uh, even abusive issues, that soul may be in your core group, but it may be a soul that you contracted with because they needed to be the perpetrator in a lifetime and you needed to work on the victim part of that and get over that and heal and move forward. And so it's, it's good for both souls, but generally you come in always, you'll always come in with your core group. And so the number of that swells. And right now on planet earth, most core groups have many, many other souls who are coming into contract for this one time period on earth because of the changing that's going on. Right now, the Earth school, this timeline that Earth is in, is just absolutely rich with every kind of difficult, challenging lesson that a soul could ever want to have because of the way that society is on your planet, because of the way that government is on your planet, because of the way the environment is, all of it. And it's all getting ready to change. So time is running out. Time is running out, okay. meaning that in the next 10 to 30 years, and we've talked about this a little bit and we won't get off topic here, but in the next 10 to 30 years, the earth that we're looking at, the earth that you live in today with all of its, as I say, that it's elegance and it's light and it's darkness and it's horrificness that is going to be going away. And so every high, high level old soul in the universe and the groups that they, that they are in their core groups, they really want to get to planet earth now. So whether a soul is six hours old or 105 years old, and, and I say this to people in sessions, these souls that are on the planet now, these are the oldest long-lived soul groups. They just are. And what they're doing is trying to sort of get in some of these lessons that they're not going to be able to get in other places because the whole universe is shifting up about 10 levels right now. So even the planets that used to be similar to Earth, they're all shifting up. So all of these very primitive, difficult, uh, difficult, violent lessons are only to be had right now on the planet Earth. So this is where all the souls are coming in. Now, the other issue is that when you have your core soul group, you'll be coming in. And I'd like to back up here, too, because karma, the idea of karma is and people think that karma is sort of a that, you know, that there is the nomenclature that karma will get you or that karma is, is sort of you getting your comeuppance for bad behavior. So that if you have bad behavior in a lifetime, you're going to come back and you're going to have a horrible life yourself because of karma. When in all actuality, karma is just the lesson piece of your choices because you will have chosen and contracted with another person, another soul to come in oftentimes not to, to be the victim or the perpetrator, 
Because once you've been the perpetrator, you're not probably going to do that again. And the reason that you're not going to do that again is when you get on the other side and go through your life review, you are going to get to feel in real time, not like watching a movie where you're going to feel a little upset about it, but in real time, you're going to feel everything that you made everyone else feel in your lifetime. So if you were a perpetrator of anger, violence, fill in the blank, the karma piece of it is that when you get to the other side, you get to relive it in your lifetime review. And you'll only do that once or twice before you'll think, I get the lesson. I no longer have to be the violent perpetrator. I no longer have to be involved in things that are hurting people to this degree. And by the same token, when you do really phenomenal productive things in a lifetime, you're going to be in your lifetime review feeling how all of that amazing behavior and productivity made others feel. So swinging back around to the, the subject of, uh, someone leave, and I'm trying to be careful as Melissa says of how I say this so that YouTube doesn't take it away. If someone gets out of the game early at their own hand, um, if you, Yannicka, are doing all this great work online and somebody, say that somebody today listens to what this, what I'm saying. And so say 15 people decide they're not going to do that. Well, Yannicka, when you get to your lifetime review, you're going to get to feel the beauty of them feeling changed because of you and you're also going to get to feel the love and the the love and the gratitude of their families and their parents and their loved ones and all the people that now don't have to worry about that and I understand that when people hear this and and, and it becomes and Melissa will say this is the most frightening piece of all of this it's all by your own choice right? It's all your own choice. Now, I am not saying that souls can be perfect. I am not saying that a life can be perfect. I'm not saying that someone should get up every day and try to be perfect. Then you'd have no lessons, right? But obviously, if you can start to understand that how you make other people feel is the most important thing that you're doing. It doesn't mean you sacrifice yourself every day for other people or that you don't live your life in the way you need to. But you also can make small changes and understand that don't go out of your way to hurt others. Don't go out of your way to make others feel worse than they already do. Hmm. So that's karma is really all about what you're doing because you're going to have the exact same feeling. Melissa often says in sessions, she will say to people, you know, well, okay, I'll tell it. So he just said, you tell it. He just went like this to me, you tell it. So I say to people in sessions, this is me speaking now. I say, listen, I understand all of these rules and I understand how this works, but you know, I was young once and anybody who read the book will know that my upbringing was very difficult. So I have had, I had two marriages. My marriage now is wonderful. I had two marriages and basically what I was doing was sort of marrying my father, right? I was young. And my dad was an alcoholic. He was a sweet, wonderful man, but he had problems in that way. So I had two marriages in my young life. And as I grew, I realized in each marriage that I loved these people, but I couldn't stay because I was reliving lessons that I needed to move forward from. So, but here's the issue. Neither one of those wonderful humans wanted me to go. 
So I know, and as much as I left in the best, easiest way that I could, I know that each of them probably had a good six months to a year of, of, of ugly crying. You know, that terrible in the middle of the night, I'm alone. My, I love this person. They've left me. That's a terrible way to feel. And I know, because I know that no matter what I do, to try to be a, a good human, when I get to my life review, I am still going to get to feel exactly what both of them felt. And it's not going to feel nice. I know that it's not, right? And so this is where it's like a real-time way to understand and find this kind of beautiful middle road of be a good per- be a good soul. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Grow past your problems. If you have problems and do things that are wrong, Make those changes so that you don't do that again, because karma in its, this is me speaking still, karma in its most pure sense is the idea that when you get to the other side and have your life review, you want to think, do I want to feel something horrible when really I could just let that go, right? Do I want to hold a grudge? Do I want to send bad energy? Do I want to sue someone? Do I want, you know, all of those things, because you don't, you, you're going to have to, feel the other side of it. You're going to physically, you're going to feel the other side of it. Wow. Yeah. It seems like there's consequence to everything and it's not necessarily, you know, that some, there is no punishment. It's just a result. You you do this and this happens. Well, you do that. And then at some point you are going to be standing and you're going to be standing with your lifetime guide and your lifetime guide is going to be like, okay, you know, we're going to now look at what happened down there. And here's all the wonderful things. Cause everybody, even the worst and I find this, even the person that you would think in a lifetime, you know, a monster, like this person is a monster. Ultimately, eventually you'll hear somebody say, yeah, you know, but he always used to do this for so-and-so, or he loved dogs or he was good to, you know what I mean? So you think everybody gets to the other side and there's always going to be something that they'll be like, okay, this was okay. But then you started in with this and this is, so we got to feel this now because once you've actually been on both sides of something like that, as a soul and you have full knowledge, you're not going to do that again. You don't need to come back in and have that lesson. And that's where the life cycle of the soul is, right? So Yannicka, you and or me and those two relationships I had, if, if, you know, and one of them is in my core group, one of them was not, but, but contracted in with me to have that experience. So, but when I get on the other side and I talk with the both of them a hundred years from now, we're all on the, I, I won't have to say, let's go do that. 
Let's go have that lesson. We won't have to do that because we will have done it. Um, so the soul, uh, can I choose next time to go another place? And I've heard many people write me say, you know, I want this to be my last lifetime, but what if my core group still wants to incarnate here? Right. So I'm actually, actually going to answer this. I'm going to actually answer this because this is really funny. So Aralam says, yes, answer this. And this is what Aralam has taught forever. So I'm just going to answer because I think it's funny. So in sessions, people will ask that. So you absolutely so you can you can incarnate to there are hundreds of thousands of planets that you can incarnate to the pleiades absolutely has planets and and also you have you yonica Aralim is saying yes he just thumbs ups me um you know you have incarnated to those planets before in the pleiades that's why you feel very drawn to that so you've had lifetimes there um but also what happens is and this is the analogy and Aralim came up with this analogy but i just think it's funny and cute and it, it works because it's the truth so say that your whole group, Yannicka, your core group gets back to the other side and every and, and half of you are like, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to hang out over here. We're going to do work. We're going to relax. We're going to do all the things we want to do. And we're not going to incarnate for a good long time. That's fine. But Aralam's analogy is this. What happens with souls is after souls have traveled, um, you know, looked around, done what they want to do, build, create, do all the things, do the work that they would do on the other side. Eventually there's a meeting. You all come back together, your core group. And it's like a bunch of nine-year-olds at a swimming pool in September, right? <laughs> so, so eight, say there's 12 of you. So 12, nine-year-olds around the pool and it's getting late afternoon. So it's kind of chilly, but like, 11 of them of the 12 kids says we're going back in the pool one more time before we you know before we go home for the for the season let's just go back in the pool and there's the one kid which would be you yannicka in this case the one kid with the towel shivering going no i'm not going back in the pool i'm not going in and they're like but if you don't go in we can't all go in so you know let's go in come on come on come on come on eventually you're gonna say okay fine listen i'll go back in the pool but this time I don't want it to be hard. So if you people are going to have, if you're going to be crazy in the pool and you're going to make waves and splash each other and jump around, I'm going to get in the pool and I'm just going to hang off the side and kick my feet a little. And you're not going to bother me in this life. You know, this is, this is the pool I'm going to do. Then we'll all get out and we'll go do something else. And so this happens in soul meetings where the whole core group is getting ready to come in. And one soul, Yannicka's soul says, you guys really I don't, I don't, I don't want to go back to, I don't want to do that again. Like, I don't want to do any of that. And eventually they'll say, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We want to go back in one more time. And you'll agree because this is kind of, you all love each other. And the other thing is that souls, people think that you carry the negative pieces of you back over lifetime after lifetime. And you have to overcome those in some way, but you don't do that. What you carry with you are the life lessons in your life review but the soul only carries every positive thing that you've picked up from the lifetime before. And it keeps building and building and building. And I got to tell you, when people's lifetime guides show up, and this is me speaking still, when people's lifetime guides show up in sessions, they are always funny and happy and sort of, you know, have like big personalities. Why? Because they've had hundreds of lifetimes to accumulate all of the best talents, the best pieces of humanity, the best pieces of themselves, and not always humanity, but whatever the organic vessel or body or structure they go into on a planet. And so that piece of it is really awesome too. And that's why when you're all around, you're all over there together and your soul is saying, look, I don't want to go in again. 
you're, but you're still this loving, happy soul. And so you're going to say to them, all right, fine, 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 fine. We'll go back to that planet one more time, but this time I don't want any trouble from you people. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically the, the deals that you can make. Right. And wow. so also, um, and Aaron raising a hand. He says, Yannicka, the other, um, point to your question, which he says, my protege, he just said my protege missed is that you absolutely can choose singularly at times to, if you have a specific experience or lesson that you want to learn, you have the ability, just like others have the ability to say to your core group, listen, I'm going to contract with that group over there because they're all going to a planet in the Pleiades and they're all going to be growing organic gobstoppers. And I want to be involved in that because I can be a mother in that lifetime and have 12 happy children. It's kind of a vacation lifetime, but I just want to go to that planet, right? I want to do that. And so they, and, and your group will say, absolutely, Yannicka, we will meet you on the other side again. We'll meet you again when you come back over. Chances are you will all leave into a lifetime contract at the same time. Does that make sense? Meaning yeah. you won't be out of sync. You won't be out of timeline sync with them. You just, when, when the program starts, you know, you'll have the birth of the grandmother and the grandfather and the other set maybe or not, but either way, the first two souls will come in and start the lifetime. Then their children, right? Usually then their friends, however, that's going to work. And so you will start your lifetime with that new group that you're just contracting in for the lifetime at the same time as your group going into a different lifetime. Right. So everything is like perfectly orchestrated yes, in yes. a magical way. Uh, I got another question in my mind. Um, so what if I had a contract that I was not going to have children? Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, by free will, I want children. So I changed my mind, but I don't have a contract for it. Like, is it possible to change your contract? And how will that influence all the other in my soul group? Right. So usually 99% of the time, your contracts will have in it multiple possibility arcs. And I talk about this a bit in the book. And what that means is it's as if you have uh, four or five different possibility timelines and then contracts are signed, sort of signed, are agreed upon so that those things, any of those things can come to pass. Now, if you determine that you're not going to have children in a lifetime, it's very, very likely that your core group will agree that none of them will be your children, right? None of them will be your children, but there will be other souls who are on the other side who say, listen, we will stand in, we will have contracts here by where you might have children that are children of your partner that you did not give birth to, or you may adopt children, or you may decide to organically have children. So you can always change your timeline and usually different contracts fall into place as you do that. It is rare for any soul uh, even on planets where there are no male or female, on planets where both of the partner uh, partners in a relationship would be either or would be able to have the offspring, even then there is rarely, if ever, a contract sign where there's not the possibility for offspring. It's just, it, it normally isn't done. And the reason is because when you determine absolutely that you are, if you make a contract that says this body that I'm going to get into will never have children, you're sort of cutting off a lot of different layers of possible lessons. 
with others. That's interesting. So it's more likely that we will have children than not. Yes. Yes. Because it allows for your, and this is still Erlim, his hand is up. It allows for your core group to have multiples, Mm -hmm. more um, relationships. And often, often your core group will include your children, but often in sessions, a person will have four children and they'll say to Melissa, I'm sure that all four of my children are in my core group. And it turns out they're not. Hmm. They're in a core group together and they trusted you with being the mother in this lifetime for them. Super interesting. Um, I want to jump over to something else. Like you, you mentioned that we're living in uh, interesting times and a lot of soul groups or core groups are coming down to this earth right now. Could you say a little bit about what's coming in the, the next 10 or 20 years? Because okay. You know, with AI, with the climate change, and there's just so much going on right now. So as uh, this is Erlan. So as Melissa would say, you know, right now on the planet, it seems like the wheels are coming off everywhere, meaning that all of the old structure seems to be falling in on itself. And people, the the souls at the top are sort of grappling for power and everyone's trying to get their piece of the pie as it's falling. So, but what is happening on the timeline, firstly, I would say, and I say this, I try to say this whenever we're speaking with large numbers of people, and that is that the the timeline has been tipped now in such a way that absolutely 99% of humanity is meant to make this jump. There was a time even six or eight months ago when I couldn't definitively say absolutely the earth planet and all of its inhabitants are going to make it to this next place universally, right? That, that we're going to make it past this place. But now that, that tipping point has happened. So that's really good news. Secondarily, in the next 10 to 30 years, everything is going to begin changing very, very quickly. And I think I said this on our last um, meeting, Yannicka, but about 10 years from now where we sit now, there will be three off-world species two of which are going to be from Pleiades, uh, they'll be on the planet and it won't be mysterious. They'll be here. They will not be taking over the world. They will not be subjugating humanity. They have been uh, in the outer skirts of the energetic field for some time now. They finally are going to be at the point where they're coming in. They are going to transform very quickly medicine, politics, policy, the environment, how energy is used on the planet, how water is cleaned, how food is grown. They're going to completely transform all of the ways that humans live. Now it's going to be fast and it is not going to be fully AI. That is not going to come to pass fully. There are powers on the planet right now that want that to happen. The reason they want that to happen is because they want there to be this control grid. Already humanity lives under such a control grid, but that is even breaking down. The one thing that I do believe will probably happen is that the monetary system is going to change, but that is not going to be as detrimental as humanity is feeling like it is because just about the time that happens, all of the good things will start happening. Think about free energy. Think about uh, electrical lines going down, um, very minimal oil use. Uh, it won't be that everything will be taken from you. If you have a, a, you know, a car that burns gasoline, you'll still be able to keep that car, but there will be other options that are literally free energy, not batteries, not solar, 
but free think Nikola Tesla style energy for everyone on the planet. And so when that starts happening, um, then the paradigms will change. And right now what's happening, Yannicka, is that many of the highest level nefarious players that have been in power for so long on this planet, many of them have left the planet. Many of them now are on a timeline. They've been given a timeline. You must leave the planet by this time. And you can already see that they have dropped out of sight. You can already start to see where people are sort of dropping out of sight. And you wonder, what's what's going on with that? This is what's happening. This is what's happening. But 99% of humanity is meant to make it. And, and it isn't going to be simple, simple, perfect, but it's not going to be Armageddon in the style of the New Testament. It isn't going to be annihilation. It isn't going to be. Now, the other issue around this, and I, I believe that we mentioned this before, there's something called the Looking Glass Project. Um, this is a valid, it's valid. It's not just conspiracy theory. And so what had happened was some alien tech was found, which has the ability to look forward on timelines. And what it actually was, was the drive in a space, in a space vessel. So the drive in the space vessel could move the space vessel to a specific time and place in the universe. Right. So but by doing that, you could also be looking forward and backward. So the powers that be on the planet got a hold of that technology and they started trying to manipulate the timeline for themselves. And that has not worked. The creator God is not allowing that. So every time they try to shift the timeline, it goes right back to the timeline where humanity makes this jump positively. And so that is happening. But it is also because it's going back and forth. It's adding to this feeling that all souls are having, including Melissa on some days, this feeling of being pushed and pulled, pushed and pulled, pushed and pulled. And it's confusing. It's confusing for souls. But the whole of Earth is moving in the right direction. Um, so is it safe to say that aliens will come to save us? Well, so Aaron raises his hand. I don't like I don't like saying that they're saving humanity. What they're going to do is what a good guidance counselor does. It's not about saving humanity. Humanity is going to do the saving themselves, but they are going to come in with a, a sort of a toolbox to say, listen, here this is. And what they are also going to do, because they're going to want humanity to begin to produce these new items, to begin to produce the new way to grow food, to do all of this. Humanity is going to learn to do this. And this is another reason why people, people, circling all the way back around, there are hundreds of thousands of souls on the planet now who do not know it, but will be working with these off-world species to change over all of these systems on all different levels. If any one of those people leaves the lifetime early, they will be missing what they're supposed to be doing at this phenomenal time of change. But it seems like we need them. It's we do. Right. You do. You need them because it's the time now in Earth's timeline. Earth can no longer stay suspended in this energy level. It's it's the universe is pulling everything up. It's the universe growing. It's what's meant to happen. And so Earth has to grow up with it. And, and Earth and all of the souls living on Earth have to understand who they are in the galaxy, who they are in the universe. They have to understand that they need the planet that there's there are ways to live very prosperously on a planet that do not 
destroy the planet or themselves or animals or any of that. So there's just a more symbiotic way to live. And these off-world species are already living in this way. Also, mm -hmm. space travel will become a thing that, that looks nothing like what your governments have told you space travel is. Because getting on a rocket and flying for five years to Mars is not how off-world species travel at all. They fold time space or they travel through time space, one or the other. They, they don't get on a ship and fly for 20,000 years. That isn't what they do. Do you have do. a couple of more minutes, Melissa, or do you have to go? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I just want to ask you, time travel, is it possible and will it be possible? Um, so this is Erlam. Erlam raises his hand. So time travel is possible, but there are fail safes in the process of this that would stop you from that feared going back in time and murdering your grandfather. There are processes where if you're going back in time, you can only go back and watch. You cannot be in it. Right. If you want to go into the future, you can become more interactive with the future. You could interact with your own grandchild at some point, but you cannot do anything. You will physically not be able to do anything to change their timeline. So time travel in that sense, the sense you're talking about, that sense of time travel, that level of it, it is allowable, but it's as if it's only allowable for educational purposes. And this is where the powers that be on your planet are getting into trouble with this device that they found. The device that they found is by all means a time travel device, but how this works is it allows you to travel to any time space in the universe. So what this means is this, if you're on your planet Earth and you wanted to travel to a planet without this device that was 400 light years away, it would take you a thousand years to get there. So in, in a way, you're traveling a thousand years into Earth's future if you actually got on a ship and did that. The piece of equipment they have attached to a space-bearing vessel, it calculates the time space where that planet is and you immediately are there you're here you disappear here and you're there but a thousand years did not traverse on earth right and then 24 hours for your body in that vessel later you could do the same and come right back and you'd be a day you'd be a day later just as if you were flying somewhere but those are two different kinds of time travel the one is the kind that you're talking about where you would travel back to Egypt to see what was happening on Earth's timeline, right? Because time isn't really a line anyway. Time is not really something that moves forward in a straight line. Time is happening everywhere, all the time, simultaneously. It's why Melissa will often say to me when I wake her up at three in the morning to introduce her to someone's guide, she'll say, why, why do you have to do this in the middle of the night? And not, I say to her, honestly, there's no time for me here. The lobby, there's no time <laughs> at all. You just are. You just are. It's always right now. Yeah, so, yes. it's hustling for the mind. And uh, at the same time, we're living in exciting times. Yes, we absolutely are. This is Melissa <laughs> speaking out. And that's why, you know, some of what, and it's interesting because Errol always says to people too, you know, 
take any part of any of this that speaks to you and then use it positively in your life. You know, like this isn't to proselytize. It isn't to convince anyone. It's truly at this point on our planet. It's just that we all need to start understanding we do have a soul because an airline always says, even if you are a stone cold, I'm saying this, but he'll say, if you're a stone cold atheist and you say, look, I am an organism with a conscious chemical brain. And when I die, I literally am gone. It is blackness and my body rots away in the ground. And that is all there is. He says, even those people are always, they're shocked because their soul, their personality, who they are, travels over to the other side and they show up in the lobby and they're like, oh man, that's not <laughs> how I want, you know, I didn't want this to go, oh, okay. You know, like they're shocked, but then they go, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh boy. You know, like, and so it's not, no one's ever forced to do anything. No one's ever forced to do anything. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Because if you start making good decisions for yourself, that's what you're doing. And every good decision you make for you affects ripples everywhere around you. And I know that sounds cliche, but from an energy standpoint, oh my gosh. I mean, if I had decided, like Erlam said, to just be an accountant and just be like, I'm sorry, I know I feel compelled to do this, but I'm never doing any of this. Well, then you and I wouldn't be talking. And maybe a hundred people wouldn't hear some piece of this information and go, you know what? I'm going to at least, I'm going to at least start waking up in the morning and thinking, what does my soul feel like I should be doing? Right. How should I be treating my body? I mean, how should I be treating my kids? How should I be treating, you know, how should we be to each other? I mean, it's just in the simplest form. It's just, some of it's just really good, good news. Right. <laughs> this has been a wonderful conversation. And there Absolutely. are questions uh, that I want to ask you that I ask all my guests. Uh, what is happiness for you? Oh, gosh. Um, happiness for me. Let me think. You know, I'm pretty happy. All, I mean, I'm pretty happy all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm sort of one of those people that's annoyingly, disgustingly happy. <laughs> and the reason I, and it's not that everything's perfect every day for me. I mean, I, you know, I could lose 50 pounds. I've got things in my life. But I also understand energetically um, that if you continue to put into the world energetically, what you want to get back from it, that really does work. And so then even your, um, worst days are not as bad as they would be. Does that make sense? It tempers everything. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me happy. The understand. And also it makes me happy to just be able to talk to people and share this because the bottom line is, that life is really gorgeous, right? I mean, even on your worst day, life and the idea that we're in here swinging away um, is gorgeous. I mean, it's just because we have this ability to be together and love each other. And it's, so that makes me happy. Just the understanding of that makes me happy, I think. And what is self-love to you? Ooh, self-love to me. Um, self-love, I think self-love is stopping constant with the judgmental inner voice. You, you know, we all have that. Some people say, I don't have any inner dialogue. And I say to them, are really, you don't have inner dialogue. But for me, no matter, because, you know, I think, especially in this society now with everything that you see that you're bombarded with every day about how people should look and what they should do and what you need to be happy and, and all it's so much. So I think self-love to me and for anybody is to just, you know, be like, 
love yourself and just be who you are, right? Like be just who you are and then don't batter yourself every day about the things you didn't get done today or that, again, the 50 pounds I need to lose or the fact that my hair is not perfect or this, or like, you know, that I think is self-love really just, and also last thing, self-love to me is always trying to defer back to the idea that, you know what, I am really this big, powerful soul. We all are. We all have this big, powerful, connected soul at the core of us. And to, to understand that, even to remember that once a day is self-love because then you calm down. Nothing's on fire, right? It's, you can yeah. calm down. So that to me is self-love, I guess. And my last question, what is the deeper meaning of life from your perspective? Ooh, um, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> the deeper meaning of life from my perspective. So my perspective about the deeper meaning of life is this. You absolutely never, ever know what another human being is truly feeling like living inside their body right? Like the deeper meaning is even if the cashier at the grocery store is a complete awful person to you for no reason, don't take it all personally. Just don't take it personally. Don't take it in. Just look at that person and say, you know, I don't know what's going on with you, but I have, I know that it has nothing to do with me. So I just want to send you good, you know, and I know that sounds cliche, but the deeper meaning is that you're here to learn how to be a bigger, stronger, more powerful kind of giving soul. Like we're here, we chose to be here. The bigger thing is, is you're never, you're never a victim no matter what your life is like. And I've had times in my life that were awful, but the thing is, is you came here for a reason. So, in, so the bigger meaning is understand that, like I'm here in these circumstances. If I don't like my circumstances, then I need to start to change them. Mm -hmm. Not just sit there paralyzed being a victim. I need to, I can respond any way I want to because I came here on purpose and I came here with all these other people on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, I guess, the deeper meaning is just knowing that you're in control. You came here on purpose. You're not a victim. Yeah, that is empowering. And where can people find you? You have a book. Uh, I do. The book is Being Humans. Mm -hmm. And then um, my website is melissagatesperry.com. And so, and I'm also on YouTube and they can just pull me up there and they'll see your shows and a couple of other ones. And then I've got some videos and you know what I'm getting ready to do too. I was going to do my book on Audible um, because people were saying, do the book on Audible, do the book on Audible. And I got to thinking, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm just going to read my books. I'm going to read my chapters and then I'm just going to put them on YouTube. And That's because, awesome. because, because I'm going to do that because I'm getting ready to write the second book. And for me, this work is about getting the most people and people are enjoying the book. And if somebody wants the book, they'll buy it. But if somebody can't, they can, they'll be able to listen to every single chapter, just like audible. And I'm just going to sit. Uh, no bells, no whistles, you know, with my readers on and my fuzzy sweater. And I'm just going to read each chapter and let people just listen to it. I've decided. I love that because somehow I just don't have the time to sit down and read so much. I yes. love, I can have you on my ear. Yes. And you can have the book that way. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, and if, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, because I know that the universe will do what the universe will do. And so that's my kind of what my, I'm writing the second book now with Erlen, but I'm going to start that this month. 
coming up here to put Wonderful. chapters up. But I want to I want to read the first five or six chapters so that when somebody finds that and goes, "Oh, I'm going to listen to these," they don't go, "Oh gosh, I need the rest of the chapters. I got to get ahead of it." I think, but yeah. I'm so, yeah, excited Mara. about your new book. Maybe we can catch up again. Absolutely. Or, uh, Absolutely. Again. Anytime you want. And if you get more questions or different questions, I'm always still to talk to you. Always. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa, for coming onto the show Thank again. Thank you. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you want to become more who you are, and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light from here.